I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hour number three, and we're not slowing down, Sean King. We're keeping it rolling. Can't stop, won't on stop. On a Friday night, a holiday weekend. I think everyone is just excited the holiday week, a three-day weekend with all this college football, five games between ranked teams tomorrow. Yes. What is your favorite game? Not betting, Ooh. just a game you want to sit back Ooh. with a nice cold beverage tomorrow. Ooh. What is number one on Sean King's list? Ooh. On the early slate, can I do that? Can I do it like that? You could do whatever you want, Sean. On the early slate. I'm really interested. Can I guess? No, I'm really interested. Yeah, you can guess. Indiana, Iowa. No. Because I already know what Penix is going to do. I know. I'm really interested Penn State, Wisconsin. Because mm-hmm. I do think after what I saw last night that the Big Ten could potentially be up for grabs. Like, it's going to take an outstanding offensive performance, but that Buckeye defense has holes in it. Yep. And, of course, late, I mean, Georgia Clemson. Sure. I mean, I want to see that one. Um, you know, it's the obvious. I, you know, I have a, I have a bet on it. Um, and I wouldn't say this is that high up there, but I'm intrigued by UTSA in Illinois. Is the Bre- is 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 Nebraska just that bad? So let me explain something to you. If that's the game you're interested in, I did. I bet on that game. Hey, right. You better be somewhere that has like 672 TVs going, because you're gonna have maybe a hard, I will. You're gonna have a hard time convincing someone to change a major game to UTSA Illinois. I'm just telling you. All right, I'll uh, I'll give you one that we haven't talked. I I don't know why we haven't talked about this a ton. 
UL Lafayette, Texas. I saw that. I looked at it. I started to bite. I just don't think like there's a lot of interest in Texas for this season. No one has any expectations for them. You know, Cincinnati's getting all the non-Power 5 love, so no one's really looking at Lafayette, even though they're probably going to be pretty good. And I also don't think anybody would be surprised if that's a real ball game. I mean, what's that number sitting at? That number is eight. Eight. Yeah. And it's at Texas. It is at Texas. It's in Dale Royal. It's back up to nine. So here's what's crazy. Texas is preseason 21. Lafayette's preseason 23. I know. It's a matchup of two top 25 programs. Well, and I'll tell you this, and I've said this a couple times, the best thing that ever happened to Texas was Louisiana Lafayette getting number 23 put by their name. Because if they were to lose this game, which they absolutely can. Right. It's not like going to be, it's like, okay, they're a top 25. Yeah, it's team. a top 25 team. It's yeah. a Sunbelt team, but it's a top 25 team, so it won't be as catastrophic. Uh, but that is a game, that one, uh, 430 Eastern, 130 uh, Pacific. That is a game I'm absolutely uh, intrigued so about. So who, who do you like in that game? I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't think I'm going to play it. I think I like the, the Cajuns and the points. Okay. You know, and, and you know why? Because you... We're not a big believer in Hudson Carr. At all. Yeah, so not based you, on what I've seen. You tell, saying that to me, and I'm getting a touchdown to work with, a team that has 21 returning starters off a team that, you know, went, I think, 10-2 and two last year, whatever the Raging Cajuns did. Great coach. He's back. Mm-hmm. And this is their Super Bowl. I mean, they get the opportunity. Last year was cool. They went to Iowa State. They get to go to Texas. They're playing on Fox. Yeah. I mean, this is the Super Bowl. You could say they play Coastal Carolina. No, no, no. They play Texas. If, if I had a little more information, and I may research this tonight, because when I leave here, I go to my private cigar lounge and you know, Still have, have me like a nice you know, cigar. I like to smoke cigars for those of you that are listening that want to send us gifts. Uh, I like cigars and high-end bourbon. So uh, feel free to send, you know, whatever you like. But I may research. Let me do a little research from the Raging Cajuns. I got to find out what they have in the trenches. Because I don't want Texas to be able to line up and get a ball to Bajan Robinson and just dominate the ball game. So I got to go research this D-line and see what I'm dealing with. And You know, if I like them in the morning, I'll text you bright and early. All right, let me know. Uh, Michigan State continuing to roll. Northwestern did get into the end zone, but it's 28-14 to 14 with 11 minutes to go. Sparty, once again, a three-and-a-half point dog, making me pretty happy. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. Jared Smith coming up in just a second. Here we go on a Friday. Keep it rolling. Hour number three on the nightcap alongside former Tampa Bay Buccaneer, Super Bowl champ, in and the building. Tulane Green Wave great. My guys right now, that man. That is Sean King. A couple and he more is, hours waking up. You'll go over to the stadium in Norman. I drove. Uh, and pull the first major upset of 2021. Let's go wave. You need to just. You are going to be so mad at yourself if they win and you don't put down 35-1 to 1 on the money line. I, I, I You've can't. got to. I, don't, I haven't seen a money line. Who has a money William line? William Hill has a money line. Across the street? Yeah. All right. Off of GP, I'm going to do it. you got to. Yeah. Well, I got my proxy here, so I'll give it to my proxy. Yeah. He'll do it. <laughs> 
All right, let's get to uh, let's get to our next guest. It is Jared Smith uh, from Pixwise uh, at Jared Lee Smith. Great information all over his Twitter page, and uh, we got a lot to to get into uh, with uh, with the college football slate starting tomorrow. And uh, I know you've uh, you're you're scouring the board a little bit. You were on Ohio State last night. And you got the you got the proper number. Derek Stevens was in here, Jared, and said, "Yeah, it was wonderful. We got middled. You know, it went to 35. They laid it. It went to 14 and a half. They took it, and it lands 14. So he was not super thrilled about that game landing 14. But you got yourself the good number. So I'm sure you were feeling very calm and collected when it was what 21 to 10, Minnesota." <laughs> I actually, uh, Sean, Tim, good evening. Uh, I, I want the invite to the cigar bar, by the way. That's my lifetime. I haven't now. gotten it uh, yet, so we'll, I'll let you no, know. Well, you know you've made it when, right? Um, <laughs> so I didn't watch one second of that game. I actually, speaking of high-end bourbon, I was actually out at a brandy uh, establishment, Ooh. you know, drinking some high-end liquor last night. I didn't watch one second of the game. I, I, I watched, obviously, the highlights this morning, the condensed version, and I took a look at the box score. I, I thought Ohio State, really, even though they went down early, um, their their offense was just a mismatch on the outside for Minnesota. Now, credit Minnesota's offense, and I think Ohio State's going to give up some, you know, they're going to be in some games this year with teams that can score, because I think defensively, they're a little bit, you know, weak in the back, but I, I, I think their offense, I mean, those wide receivers are unbelievable, and Stroud certainly showed that he can he can perform at a very high level. The Ohio State offense is going to be just fine this year. Yeah, uh, the offense, the, the defense, as Sean and I have discussed, some questions, and we'll see what Oregon has. They've got a lot of talent. Uh, I have Fresno State tomorrow getting the points, uh, but uh, you know, I think Oregon is, uh, they've got the talent to potentially make that, that a pretty interesting game next Saturday. So we will see. Uh, but, you know, Jared, just sticking kind of big picture, uh, we were having some fun last night. I wasn't because Tennessee didn't cover. But um, <laughs> with SEC teams in these, in these spots, you know, playing uh, non-conference foes, um, you know, Alabama taking on Miami, um, LSU, UCLA, LSU, UCLA, Georgia, Clemson. Georgia, Clemson. Uh, you know, Clemson. I guess you kind of remove because they're you know de facto SEC team essentially. But no, they're not. They're when... their butt beat tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With your favorite quarterback, JT Daniels. Carry on. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but what do you make of some of these SEC matchups? Are you willing to lay you know big points with? Texas A&M against Kent State. You know, how, how, how do you go about handicapping some of these non-conference games for the SEC? Early is tough, obviously, but I think the most important thing that I'm curious about, and this is, we, you know, something we discussed before we hopped on, last year, all these, you know, mid-major MAC conference teams kind of, they all played each other. Uh, we didn't see the MAC against anybody else. And I think that is a detriment to the Mac uh, because I, I think it's been two years since the Mac has seen SEC speed. Um, and I, I could see that that conference getting a little bit overwhelmed early, um, especially against the really good teams in those bigger conferences. So I, I think team totals is a certain way to play it. You know, if you're a little bit concerned that at the end of the game, the spread might get a little bit out of hand and, you know, there might be backups in. I think team totals is a way to negate that a little bit. Obviously, for some of these games, you're not getting team totals. Uh, but it is interesting to kind of see. I'm curious how the cross-conference matchups fare this year because we didn't see a lot of that, if at all, uh, last season. 
Well, I can tell you one thing. I mean, Bowling Green, the juggernaut of the MAC, uh, outscored 225 to 57 last year. They really, I mean, they showed that they were not afraid of Tennessee. If you, if anyone out there, public service announcement, if you have a Tennessee under, just go up to your local book and just say, "Can I have my money now?" Because it's happening. Hey, Jared, I thought he was over the game. Obviously, I am having a great day. That's some lingering. Jared, you know, man. Heartbreak. I, I had, I, I had Virginia Tech. I had Virginia Tech first half. I've got Michigan State. It's been a wonderful day. But it's those losses that you can't keep, win them all. It says losses that really kick you in. The, you know how it is, Sean. No, you don't. You don't with this one. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing, Tim, and I think this is a big one early, especially you guys, because you guys do. You know, you're 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 doing the live shows late at night, a bunch of games going on. It's okay to kind of push away some of the. You know, college football is very volatile. Oh yeah. And you know, it's I, I think it's more volatile than the NFL just because of the you know the rosters and and how the size of the rosters and the lack of information we have, especially early in the year. I I think it's okay to kind of you know shrug off some losses early and not really you know don't read too much into what you see week one, uh, and, and try to stay as nimble as possible because it flips really fast with these teams. And the line certainly tell you that. I thought that Tech UNC line tonight was pretty stinky. I, I know you guys like to talk about the stinky line sometimes, but that was I thought that was a stinky one. For sure UNC. did. Embrace yeah. the stink. You That's know what we did. This is kind of off the beaten path a little bit, Jared. So if you haven't done a lot of research on this game, okay. I get it because it just kind of popped into my sphere of possibilities when you mentioned the SEC versus non-conference. Mm-hmm. Central Michigan's at Missouri, and the line's only minus 14. Central Michigan lost Chippewas. three of their last five games last year. Missouri's seems to be Missouri on the uptick be good. with Eli. Yeah. I can't drink Drinkowitz. Well, what does that number say to you, Jarrett? Sean, I, did you look at Tim's messages before the show? <laughs> he did not. Tim, show him the message I sent you. Yeah. He... I, I sent him a DM that said Missouri team total over 37. Um, that's probably the only play I'm going to lock in tomorrow, I think, Sean. Um, and I, you know, I think it's a correlated play, obviously to the spread that spread moved. It, it moved off of, I think 11 was the opener and it moved to Missouri minus 14. I'm with you. And this is to me, this is exactly the handicap that we can make central Michigan gave up 40 points twice last year. Both of the teams, Western Michigan and ball state were top five Mac passing offenses. And that's what Drinkwitz does. He's kind of that, you know, guru. He did that at app state. And I like this quarterback, Connor Bazilak. You know, coming back last year, he kind of took over early in the season. And this Mizzou team, I think, has got some swag. They had brutal COVID issues last year. They didn't really get to practice. They had zero interruptions in the offseason from what I was reading. No COVID issues, no practice hiatuses, no quarantines. So I think Mizzou is a squad. And again, Central Michigan, they only played MAC teams last year. Coming to Columbia, fans in the stands. I mean, I, I, I could see that one getting out of hand, and I could see Missouri putting up a big number on a bad Central Michigan secondary. I actually think Missouri's going to be pretty good this year. Um, they they went out and uh, they went and they went to Tulsa and took the two best corners from Tulsa. Yeah, I saw that. And uh, one of the corners, uh, Caleb Evans, was a top 30 grad transfer. I mean, Notre Dame wanted him, Texas wanted him, and he went, he has a relationship with one of the coaches at Missouri, and yeah, I think Missouri's going to be good. I, I do, and uh, so an intriguing look there uh, for you. You know, an, an overplay that I made this year was Boston College. There's a lot of love, and, and mm. I'm not the only one. Seven, it was heavily juiced to the over. Uh, I laid minus 145 on it. Uh, you look at their schedule, and I, I just think 
with with Jeff Halfley coming in and doing what he did uh, last year, kind of turning things around, their losses were, I think, all to ranked teams, if my memory serves me correct, or four of their five were to ranked teams, something like that. So, you know, Boston College is a team that does have some hype behind them, but I think rightfully so. Uh, you know, Jakovic comes back. They've got an FCS opponent tomorrow in Colgate from the Patriot League, so uh, I don't know what we can glean off that. But, you know, I look at the schedule, too. You open up Colgate at UMass, at Temple. Temple's terrible. And then Missouri. I mean, I tell you what, that September 25th game, Boston College hosting Missouri, it's going to be a good football game. I agree. It's going to be a really good yeah. football game. I'm not laying almost 50 with Boston College, though. <laughs> Against Colgate. Late in the first half, Sean. You actually. Yeah, Jared, you actually are on. Uh, you're intrigued. Yeah, there's no first half line yet, but you're intrigued. Colgate's brutal. But. <laughs> so you got the. Colgate's brutal. And, well, I, BC might have the best roster in the ACC besides Clemson. I mean, they've got dudes. They've got dudes, especially on the outside. Zay Flowers was all ACC. Yeah, I love, I love I'm a little, I'm exaggerating a little bit. I, I don't think BC's got that good of a roster, but I think the ACC's down. And I, I, I think Boston College at seven. You just gave them three wins, so that means they've got to go what four and four in the ACC to hit that total, just to push. And then that game against Missouri is kind of the decider. But the ACC is going to be bad this year. They don't have to play UNC or Miami on yep. their schedule. Um, they do have to play Clemson. Obviously, that's the loss. But I think they're going to be favored in 10 out of their 12 games. So you're giving me a win total of seven. Uh, that was the only preseason win total I made in college football. Boston College over seven. And I am intrigued tomorrow. If we get, I think 28's the dividing line. If I get 27 and a half, I might hit the first half uh, with, with uh, BC. But if it's 28, 29, 30, I, I might just. And, and that's what's but difficult. Wop, and Jared, that's what's difficult with these programs that you aren't used to being this kind of favorite. Right. They don't necessarily yeah. know how to step on the gas late in the third quarter and go from a 35-0 game to a 56-0 game. Like, they kind of meander around and, <laughs> you know, get out of the hurry-up offense and, you know, huddle up, and all of a sudden we're mid-fourth quarter and it's 41 or 42-0 to zero and it's under five minutes left. So, like, I just – I'm glad. I'm happy for the program. I actually happen to know the AD there, so I'm pulling for them. For BC yeah. or for Colgate? For BC. Oh, okay. So switching gears, <laughs> I do have a question, and I don't know the answer to this. The Rutgers game has been moved to where? Saturday at Rutgers. So they're still going to play at Rutgers uh, because they had all the flooding in New Jersey. Have you heard anything about that, Jared? No, I, but I, heard the they flooding, were I can't speak it. to the flooding in New Jersey. It's been really bad. I was driving around. I, I live in Hudson County, which is, you know, just across the river from New York City. Um, and it was still pretty bad yesterday. Um, I, I know we, we're not allowed to bet on that game in New Jersey because of those silly college football rules. So I, I haven't even seen any lines posted here uh, in this state, but I'm sure you guys have them out in the desert. Yeah, it's 15 and a half right now, Rutgers. Mm. Uh, in that game, noon kickoff. Uh, when it was 14, I was tempted. Yeah, uh, Temple's I, terrible. I, Temple's awful. And all yeah, Temple, Temple's really like good. Tulsa. Their best players all transferred. Yeah. And when you, I mean, you get those coaches, and they got two of them, right? Al Golden was great. Mm-hmm. He left. And then Matt Rule was better. But it's it's hard to keep it rolling. But then it's like Rutgers. I can't lay that much. Yeah. Chop that I wood. Never, I can't lay that. I can't Come on. Lay that I think Shiano's going to get it done. I could not done, lay that lumber. I, 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 I respect Greg Shiano, but I, I could not do that. Chop that wood. 
Um, chop that wood. You would chop a lot of wood to cover 16. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm not going to lay 16 with Rutgers. Um, all right, Jared, I just want to I want to jump a little bit. I know you got some thoughts on week one, too. Uh, yeah. Jared Smith from uh, PicksWise, at Jared Lee Smith. Make sure to check him out on Twitter. Great content coming out uh, handicapping-wise. Uh, a game that will take place. And, you know, if you're playing Survivor, I think this week one is, is challenging uh, because there's no obvious one, in my opinion, especially if you want to keep teams like Tampa and the Rams for later. I think Carolina is in, a, in an, an interesting option because when are you ever going to use Carolina again? They host the Jets, the Sam Darnold revenge game. Uh, right now, it is four and a half, but you've got a thought on the total in this one. Yeah, and, and Sean, I'm sure you could speak to this too because I'm curious your your thoughts. This is this just speaks of a. I think this game is going to be a tempo game early. I think obviously Sam Darnold's going to want to come out smoking against this former team, um, but I think the Jets are going to be a very aggressive team offensively early in the year. I think we you know we kind of discussed their vibes, but I think they're going to kind of play off of their head coach, who is you know full goes full steam ahead, running stadium steps before the game. And I think that Panthers defense struggled last year, 23rd in DVOA against the pass. And I like the connection early uh, with Wilson and Corey Davis, uh, which I, and, you know, he's, who's healthy. He might not be healthy in week 15, but he's healthy right now. And I, I think, I think the jets are going to come out firing too. I think this is going to be one of those high intensity, high tempo week one games, not a divisional game, cross conference game. I, I could see a, a you know, a, a, someone getting a 30 for sure. Uh, you would expect it to be Carolina, but the total at 44 is relatively low. So I, I really like the over in this spot. I like the over, Jared, but I think it's going to be a second half cover. You know, okay. I think the Jets, the one thing they didn't deal with was any kind of blitz packages. I went back and rewatched every snap Zach Smith had. Wasn't blitzed a lot. And Carolina, I was there for a month. They are going to bring pressure. They added uh, J.C. Horn to that secondary. I'm drawing a blank on the safety's name who they brought in in free agency. But they shored, you know, some of those deficiencies up in that area. And you're right. Sam Donald has a point to prove. I think Matt Rule and staff want him to prove that point. So I could see Carolina jumping out to a 24-7 type win. And then, you know, the Jets coming back in fourth quarter and scoring two touchdowns because they're just out to try and get better. So I definitely do like the over as a play. Just, it just seems like a game where, where I, I expect both teams to be very aggressive, especially mm-hmm. the Jets, fourth down conversions. Like it, it, and to me, early on in the season, when teams are still trying to feel each other out a little bit, that doesn't feel like a game where teams are going to wait to feel each other out. I think both teams are going to come out trying to throw haymakers. Uh, maybe the Carolina pressure, you know, causes a mistake early that leads to a turnover that leads to a quick touchdown for Carolina. And that kind of gets the scoring started, but I, I can see Sam Darnold and that offense coming out smoking because I think at home, they're going to want to prove a point against the Jets. All right, Jared, we got, uh, got 30 seconds, which is too much, but uh, what's your, what's your footy play for uh, Saturday morning? <laughs> There's no funny. It's international break. Take a oh, day this week. Oh man. World cup qualies this week. Oh. Next week. All right. Too bad. You know, I really, really <laughs> needed that one there, Jared. Hey, Jared. <laughs> Great stuff as always. Uh, enjoy it. sweating out Missouri, scoring some points tomorrow against uh, against the Chippewas. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the weekend. There Thanks, he is, sir. at Jared Lee Smith on Twitter. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. How about we get into some of those big games on the other side? Also, get you updated on what's happening in Evanston, Illinois. It's a nightcap here on Decent. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick 
and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the nightcap here on VSIN alongside Sean King. Tim Murray with you. And 
at Beeson Live just tweeted out a little bit ago the uh, the pits we have to College Game Day. Ah, I just retweeted it. We need to get it. At, we yeah. need to get College Game Day. Absolutely. They said today uh, in an article on The Athletic by Richard Deitch, uh, the coordinating producer, says they want to get out to Las Vegas. What's holding, you, what's holding you back? Right, done. We'll make it happen. Facts. Former Tulane Green Wave quarterback, 10th so, in the Heisman Trophy. Say less. Get you on, get you on stage there, hey, hanging with Herbie. Let's do it. Yeah. So, uh, we, uh, yeah. Circle we, Trout representative. You gotta wear yeah. a circuit trout Making shirt. The picks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You'll be the uh, you'll be the the veteran, uh, the uh, the guest picker, celebrity guest That's picker. Right, now man. that you're a Vegas, yeah. a Las Vegas, get to go see all my guys. You know, when I stopped playing, I worked there for uh, three and a half years. Really? Yeah. It's all my guys, man. It's a good crew, man. It is. It's. I remember my f- sophomore year of college. You know, you had had some fun on a Friday night. Yeah. My roommate wakes up, looks over. I'm wide-eyed watching college game day. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, college game day's on. It's go time. <laughs> I mean, it is. Go time. Let's do uh, it's, it. It's a great show, and uh, it needs to come to Las Vegas, and I think we could find some uh, accommodations uh, for, for those folks. So, um, Right now, we've got ourselves Michigan State up 17. Very impressive performance today by Mel Tucker's squad. Now you said, and now you haven't got to watch this game as closely as UNC and Virginia Tech, but you, despite the fact that Virginia Tech won, mm-hmm. think Virginia Tech is a fate. Absolutely. I just think offensively they're going to be too one-dimensional. Uh, not impressed by Braxton Burmeister at all. The inability to complete passes, even of the simplest variety, I mean, it's very alarming. And uh, they never, ever played anyone else at quarterback, so it doesn't seem like there's someone breathing down his neck. That'll be a liability, a liability for them moving forward. What about from what you've seen from Michigan State so far today? So they came into today. Remember, this game opened, I want to say, six, six and a half, and it got bet down. Jimmy Ott, give him props. He said play Michigan State. Northwestern has lost a lot. So yeah. we always love to give a shout-out to our guests that are knowledgeable, and we have so many of them. Jimmy was on the, point, was on the number uh, with this one. And Kenneth Walker, <laughs> the Wake Forest transfer. Show, Having a good game, huh? <laughs> got 224 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, poor Ken. My goodness. Poor Wake. Poor Have Wake. Have yourself Wake. a day. Wake won today, 42-10 to 10 against they Old did? Dominion. But my goodness. I saw Bruce Feldman, I think, had, had picked this uh, upset in his picks on The Athletic, and he mentioned Kenneth Walker and what he could bring. So is Michigan State, by the way, in two weeks, Michigan State heads to South Beach to take on Miami. Mm-hmm. That could be an interesting game from what we're seeing. I think two contrasting styles. Well, we're going to find State. out tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, when, when the Crimson Tide. Because you said Miami, right? They go down to Miami yeah. two weeks. Yeah. Alabama. We'll find out tomorrow. Can they defend the run? <laughs> Which obviously you're going to need to do based on tonight if you play Michigan State and what they look like from a pass rush standpoint. Because I think Michigan State, and here's why there'll be a play for me moving forward the quarterback. Thorne has been outstanding. He has been good. I mean, you know, I'm looking at the nuance, I'm not looking at the actual average viewing capabilities. Like, I'm looking at it from a different prism the functional mobility in the pocket. I can see him getting through his trends, uh, progressions. I can see him locating the ball on different planes to different people, and that's rare for a college quarterback. And so 
I think, you know, Mel Tucker's on to something. And so I'm going to ride it before everybody figures out. Because a lot of people are asleep right now. No one's really staying up watching Michigan State Northwestern. So this this score may even get lost in the myriad of information that you're presented with tomorrow. It should not because it was a, a damn impressive performance. Uh, first Michigan State running back since Le'Veon Bell to go over 200 yards in mm-hmm. a game. Kenneth Walker. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, give another shout-out to your guy for South Dakota State. They lead 35-16 to 16 yeah. on Colorado State. I, I'll be honest. When Steve Adazio was hired by Colorado State, I said, yeah, I don't like what? Yeah. Why? Didn't like I mean, he was he's playing in the ancient days of, well, we're going to run it down your throat. We're going to play tough. Yeah. Well, you're down 19 to South Dakota State, Steve. So things aren't going all that well for the Rams. Okay. When we come back, it's time. Take a look at all of the games, the games that are jumping out at us, the bets we will make. Week one, Saturday. It's here. Coming up next right here on the Nightcap. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. time, folks, to huddle up with the VSIN Pro Football Betting Guide. The guide is only $19.99. It's available now. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Sign up for VSIN All Access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Head over to VSIN.com backslash subscribe. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. We're watching these games, Friday night games, wind down as... South I'm, I'm just sitting here. South Dakota State scored again. Hey, I am a proud papa. But not like his blood dad, because his blood dad's in his life. Shout out to Henry Oladokun. Does a great job being a father to Chris. But I'm like a coach papa. Because I spent so much time with this kid... And when everybody didn't believe in him, I believed in him. I always encouraged him. And to see it manifesting itself, like, it makes me feel really good. But not like in a, I played any part. Right. But in a, I'm so happy for him. Because he's finally found somewhere that's embraced him. And they're giving him a chance to play without looking over his shoulder. And he looks phenomenal. So you guys know that they're listening. I'm not watching the game. Chris Oladokun just ran for a touchdown. He's thrown three. South Dakota State has gone on the road and taken a 42-16 to 16 lead over the Colorado State Rams. I, mean, I, so I just texted his mom, and I was like, I know you're smiling from ear to ear. And Jennifer was like, you don't even understand, Coach. Like, they're so happy and so proud because he's worked so hard to get to this position. So shout-out to Chris Oladokun. It's actually his birthday so happy birthday again, little bro. I talked to him earlier, man. I'm so happy for this kid. Really am. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it's it's 42 to 16. They're at an FBS opponent, yeah. and they're just beating them. They're smoking them. I mean, it is. It's non-competitive. And I tell you what, the odds makers were right. They were the favorite, and then it got bet the other way. Yeah. And uh, so uh, that's pretty cool. And the, it's an the awesome story, story that you too. have. And I know we got people driving right now. Yeah. I know this is a sports gambling show. But listen, the moral of that story, man, don't ever give up on your dreams. Just keep working. Keep grinding. Keep believing in yourself, man. And when you get that opportunity, take advantage of it. So I'm super happy for that kid. Man. Yeah, that's, 
that's a nice way for you to head into a, a holiday weekend there. Yeah. And a parlay that you hit earlier. Yeah, today. and it's going to carry over into Sunday because there's another young man who I'm praying is going to get the opportunity to show that he's all the way back from injury and bring pain to my co-host Tim Murray. And that's Mackenzie Milton down in Tallahassee. And if not, I'll be honest with you, Jordan Travis, when he decided to leave Louisville, it was between South Florida and Florida State. So I hosted him and his father on an official visit there as well. So if he plays, I'll be pulling for him. So we'll he, see. He played well. And, you know, all accounts are that Jordan Travis has been playing well uh, down in, in training camp. Um, he's a better thrower of the football than he's been able to demonstrate. Yeah. And he actually, when Notre Dame played Florida State last year in South Bend, he actually played pretty well. But he's not pure magic. That McKenzie Milton is magic. He was. Yeah. And I I mean, as a college football fan, I hope that he gets back to it. But he, I would be, at this point, from everything that I have read and heard, I'd be surprised if he starts on Sunday night. Uh, you know, Mike Norvell has said the starter will be announced at 721 when okay. they come on the field. Okay. Um, but all indications are it probably is going to be Jordan Travis. But I think you'll see both quarterbacks. So we'll see. Uh, that game right now, Notre Dame and Florida State uh, has moved down to seven. Uh, as we showed earlier in the show, it actually opened six at South Point, ballooned as high as 11, and now has settled down at seven, seven and a half earlier this week. Um, and we got to figure out, we'll, we'll do it at the end of the show. We got to figure out what's on the line between you and I. You and I here. So we will. Well, it, whatever's on the line. It- that dinner thing that that, uh, Douglas? that Douglas is talking about, it only goes into play if McKenzie's the starter. Oh! Yeah. All this smack talk. Yeah. It was based around McKenzie Milton, which is in the initial text. McKenzie, learn this name. McKenzie Learn the Milton. name. The guy finished sixth in the Heisman Trophy know, two years ago. I know, he's been gone for two and a half years. So the whole premise of me being so bullish on Florida State is because, as I've said, since Doug was in this uh, studio, he's magic. He's pure magic. He was pure magic. And I hope he gets back there, but he was missing practices during spring. This is uh, load, load management. Yeah, because he's not. Kawhi LeBron missed practices. <laughs> it, it's spilling over to football. Yeah. They didn't come up devastating leg injuries. I think it's going to be Jordan Travis to start. I think there will be packages. Bets for... are off if McKenzie don't take the first snap. I mean, I knew this was coming. All right. Unbelievable. But you can come up with a bet and a wager as long as McKenzie's the starting quarterback. I'm just bringing in, I'm bringing in a Notre Dame jersey for you to wear when Notre Dame wins by 14. All right, that's fine. And I'll bring we'll figure it out. something Florida State, probably some headgear. Um, yeah, right. maybe the Bowden hat, the old... I'll wear a Bowden yeah. hat. That thing's pretty cool. They got... Uh, I mean, and, and that's another thing, too. I mean, it's going to be emotionally charged. It's going to be a phenomenal atmosphere. And it, it, that'll be interesting to see if Notre Dame... You know, you look at uh, North Carolina tonight. Now, I think Notre Dame is a smashed North Carolina with their four NFL players last year. Hmm. So, uh, I think Notre Dame is certainly further on as a uh, solid... Uh, program than UNC. That said, it's going to be loud. It's going to be really loud. It's going to be hot. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be emotionally charged with the passing of Bobby Bowden, uh, you know, not too long ago. So um, that's going to be a fun game on Sunday. I tell you what, the books are going to love it. It's going to be a ton of action on that game. Um, I think Notre Dame wins, but I think it's close. I would actually look, if I had to play it, and I would maybe look Florida State first half potentially. Um, 
Notre Dame's got some question marks on the offensive line, some, some youth. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Um, but I, I don't think I think seven's probably the right number. So let's uh, let's let's bounce around. We're about to hit a break here. Uh, let's hit one game real quickly. Stanford, Kansas State. Kansas State money I, line. I agree. I actually played it yesterday. I played the money line. I don't trust them with the three and a half. I think it is. I just, but I think they're going to win the game. I, I, I like, uh, yeah, I think Kansas State, Stanford, man, it's it's crazy how things have turned there uh, with David Shaw. But I, I think Kansas State, you know, last year we saw them. They were able to pull the big upset uh, against Oklahoma. Uh, Chris Kleiman is, dude can coach. Yeah. So I like Kansas State. Remember, neutral site game, this one is in Houston, I believe. Uh, but I would take Kansas State. Wouldn't lay that three and a half, though. It's an AT&T Stadium. Yeah, so it's at Jerry Will. Early game. Stanford's also complaining about the time of the start. I don't know. I don't blame him. Um, all right. Kenneth Walker just scored another touchdown. Four touchdowns for the Spartan running back. Might My be. goodness. Unbelievable. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. No more messing around. Let's get down to it. All the games next right here on the Nightcap. You hire great people fast. Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. That's according to Talent Nest. Visit indeed.com slash credit. It is over in Evanston, Illinois, and my goodness, Kenneth Walker. That name should be a, a household name after that performance. 264 yards, four touchdowns. Woo! Michigan State wins 38 to 21. Cash a little money line. Kerching. Cash no. a little plus three and a half. Kerching. Michigan State gets it done. So a good play by you. It was a good day. It was yeah. a good day. Uh, so we'll see. I always get worried when I have great days. I'm like, uh oh, what's coming tomorrow? See, stop thinking like that. I know. Yeah. I, see, it's the negativity. I, I gotta gotta get it out of my brain. All right. Let's jump around. Give me some games, Sean, that, that you're jumping at. You like Kansas State on the money line. I agree. I like Alabama. Okay, so let's well, talk. Do you want my top games or all the games? I have about 20 games I love tomorrow. My top games. Give me your top games. I love Marshall. Marshall's at Navy. Let's talk it out. So Marshall, new coach. Yep. Um, Came from Alabama. Going in. They have talent. They beat us in a bowl game two years do. ago. They do. They uh, do. I think Coach Ken is one of the best coaches in college football. Yep, they have what, a quarterback. So my question is, I don't, I don't like this game. I'm not playing it. Um, but if you're Marshall, you're going in, you're facing that triple option. Yep. You're confident in the first game of this coach's career that he's going to be able to stop Navy when they're coming off the worst season that maybe Ken has ever had. And you know when that happens, they tend to turn it around. Yep. I just The way Marshall was built on a Doc Holiday. Mm-hmm. They're the perfect team. Should have never been fired. Yeah, they're the perfect. Or let go, whatever. They're the perfect team for this kind of a game. Hard-nosed group, talented, but plays even above that talent. They, I like their quarterback, so I think they'll be able to score. So I, I do. I like Marshall to cover that small number. I also like Indiana on the money line. I'm. A, this is a complete Mike Penix. Yeah, you so love. I, Mike I love Penix. Mike Penix. I'm able to get plus value with him tomorrow. 
against a team that's not going to have great athletes. They're going to have good athletes, not great athletes. I think Mike is able to take advantage of that. I'm going with Indiana on the money line. I also love FAU covering the points. I think it's 23 and a half. I it think uh, Willie Tiger has enough talent to, to get in the 20s. I don't love either Florida quarterback as far as being able to consistently throw the ball. So I think the game's going to be shortened. I think they're going to try and run the ball and physically dominate FAU, which will keep the score down. I like FAU to cover that total. And Real quickly, uh, just to interject on that one, because I, I like FAU. Um, I think Matt Humans gave it out on my guys in the desert as well, plus the 23 and a half. Mm -hmm. uh, you can get that out there. Uh, Florida Atlantic at the Swamp. It'll be, it will be a night game. So the place will be a little bit charged up. Um, you know, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, the, the CUSA preview. Um, you know, Willie Taggart, someone obviously you know extremely well working for him. They bring back 20 starters from a team that went 6-5. and five, uh, The team went 5-4, and four, excuse me, last year. Um, they bring in uh, Johnny Ford, mm -hmm. right, from USF. Um, new defensive coordinator Mike Stoops comes in. He replaces Levitt. What do you expect at quarterback? Because it is a quarterback competition. Michael Johnson Jr., his father's the OC, and then Nikosi Perry, the Miami transfer. So who would you – I haven't read any reports, uh, but would you think it would be Nikosi Perry? I'm not sure. Yeah. And if for me, this is why this is a play of the day for me. It doesn't really matter. Because I know Willie personally. I was his quarterback coach. He wants to run the football. So whoever it is is going to be some run, running, back, running back, some QB run game involved in that. Javion Posey, the kid that played a lot last year, was involved with the QB run game. He's going to try to shorten this game. They're outstanding on defense last year. They just couldn't figure the quarterback out. And I don't expect them to beat Florida, mm -hmm. but I think they cover. I think 23-and-a-half is a big number. I think Florida lost a lot of weapons. Kadarius Toney, Kyle Pitts from Kyle that Trask. offense, Kyle Trask. I don't think Emory Jones or Anthony Richardson are even 50% of the thrower of the football that Kyle Trask was. So this is going to be a drastically different Florida team. And I think FAU is good enough on defense to keep it competitive. I really do. So, And then if it gets late, I don't know what incentive uh, – Muschamp has to, not Muschamp, but uh, Mullen has to try and run the score up. So I, I like, I think the 23 and a half okay. is very, very doable for FAU. I, I agree. Um, I haven't made that bet. Might be something I look at. Um, would have preferred to get it earlier when it was 24, but uh, um, but I, I could see that certainly happening. What else you got? Keep going down your list uh, there. My play of the day, my personal play of this the day. This is your favorite play? Yes, LSU. You love this spot. Yeah, it's LSU. So LSU right now. Is a two and a half point favorite down from four and a half. Now, I will say this, and we showed this graphic earlier in the show. Chris Andrews over at the South Point opened this game two. Mm -hmm. It got bet up to four and a half, but it's since been bet down. This is the number that Chris Andrews thought it was, right. that truly thought it was. Um, you know, you look at the way that UCLA was able to run uh, last week against, uh, against Hawaii. Hawaii. When I'm curious to get your thoughts a little bit more, but you know we talked this out quite a bit uh, with Jimmy Ott from ESPN Baton Rouge earlier this week when he was in studio, and I am not, and I'm with you on this. You know, I am not a huge Dorian Thompson Robinson guy. He didn't look that sharp to me, and when you're looking at going up against Stingley and 
Is it Eli Ricks on the other side? Um, good luck. You know, good luck. They're going to be, it feels like they're going to be one-dimensional. And are they going to be able to run the ball with that type of success? The movement does scare me a little bit, uh, this movement towards UCLA. So I, I don't know if I'll have a play on this one, but I, I understand where you're coming from. It doesn't scare me at all. I just, I know Max Johnson is better than people think. And I know LSU is loaded everywhere else. They're bringing a fully loaded clip to the Rose Bowl. This isn't the LSU team that's deficient in a couple different areas. This isn't the LSU team that's riding on the emotion and offseason of being national champs and coming off of the buffet circuit. Like, this is, okay, we got to go back and reestablish who and what we are. And this is a national platform and stage to do that on. I like LSU to win comfortably. LSU tomorrow night? Comfortably. Um, I'll throw in one real quick. I've mentioned this a little bit. Uh, it's going to be a sleepy start uh, out in uh, in Eugene, 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. Local time. Uh, they know what's next. Yep. It's Ohio State. Uh, two starting defensive backs for Oregon, Jamal Hill and DJ James, will be out for this game going up against, per Phil Steele, the 12th best receiving crore in the country mm-hmm. in Fresno State. Jake Hayner's not going to be afraid of the moment. And I'll tell you what, Jake Hayner, coach, uh, uh, quarterback for Fresno State, Sean, he went to Washington. Mm-hmm. This is a guy that... I like him. No doubt, this is the biggest game on his schedule. He's playing Oregon. They can play UCLA in a couple weeks, but he's going to Autzen, get an opportunity to show what he's all about. He looked great against UConn, but it's UConn. So I, I totally understand that. The, my biggest worry in question, twofold. Is Kayvon Thibodeau just yeah, going to wreak havoc? going to dominate the game. <laughs> is he going to wreak havoc? If so, this bet is in trouble. Once right. again, two and a, 20 and a half. And then, you know, the Ducks do have playmakers offensively. So they're going to be able to score. I don't love Anthony Brown as a quarterback, but Micah Pittman, Devin Williams out wide. I mean, they got a two-headed running back monster of C.J. Verdell and Travis Dye. That is, that is top-notch. So can Fresno State slow them down enough to keep this within the number of 20 and a half? I do. I think they can score on Oregon. Once again, I think this is going to be low, low energy, 11 a.m. Students aren't there. Students aren't coming for another couple of weeks. So I think at 20 and a half, knowing what's waiting in the wings down the road, uh, I will take Fresno State can plus I, the 20 so and a half. Can I ask you a question? Because yeah. we're brothers. Yeah. So we help each other. Sure. If I just listen to your evaluation, then the play that you should be on is the over. Because like you said, Michael Pittman and the crew are talented. Fresno looked like they had major deficiencies on defense against UConn. UConn just couldn't exploit them. The total 64 and a half. You love Fresno's quarterback. You think, like you said, Kenny said, that group of receivers is – Top, what, 12, I think? Bill Steele has them tw- uh, 12. Right. So, I mean, to me, that leads towards the total. I'd make sure I see what the weather's going to be, make sure it's not one of those rainy Oregon days. But, I mean, you sounded like a person. Yeah, I could, yeah. I could, get, I could get on board with where, the over. Where the over was the play. I could definitely get on board with the over. I'm just, I, honestly, I'm not a huge totals player. Me either. So that's why, but. Which I should be. Um, it's but, so much less emotionally stressful. So 63 and a half you can find out there right now um, uh, on that one. So, you know what? You talked me into it. Yeah. I'll take the over. 63 and a half here at Circa. So I will play that. Um, before we get on out of here, a couple more uh, that you love. Um, well, I want to mention the game to Kenny White when I asked him to yep. put him on the spot. I yep. said, what's your number one play of the entire weekend? And he said, Utah State getting the points at Wazoo. 
Utah State Blake Anderson comes in uh, from, from Arkansas State. Uh, had some success down there. And Wazoo, I don't know what to expect from them. Uh, I really don't. So 17 this points. This is a complete Kenny White. Yeah. But that was, we like to give shout-outs right. to, our, to our people. And until he proves wrong, I'm sticking with him. He had us on Fresno State first half. Against UConn, that came through with a lot of cushion. Yep. So Jimmy Ott, I'll give him a shout-out. He said earlier this week his one of his favorite plays was Oregon, Oregon State. State plus the seven yep. uh, against Purdue. Um, I got UTSA plus the eight. It is now down to five. I wouldn't play it there. You like Illinois. Yep. So let's hope for a seven-point game. So I would only play Illinois on the money line. There you go. Yeah. That works for me. So that's going to do it. Notre Dame's going to win by 14. Well, whatever they do, Sean, I want all of our viewers Sean, and listeners to have great luck this week. Sean already uh, backed tickets. out of the bet. But, yes, we do hope everyone uh, cashes some tickets, like tonight with Virginia Tech and Michigan State. That was very enjoyable. Good way to head into the weekend. Yes. Thanks to Derek Stevens. Thanks to Big Balls. Thanks to Darren Banks. Thanks to Todd Furman, Jared Smith, our producer, Aaron Oster. For Sean King, I'm Tim Murray. We'll talk to you Monday night right here on the Nightcap. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.